No one ever saw this coming, but here we are, bonded forever by the same ex-husband. Once arch enemies and now partners in crime, we journey to the edge of sanity to uncover the dark truth about our ex-husband. My name is Athena. And I'm Amber. And we are the creators of X-Wives Undercover. This podcast is based on real-life events that are portrayed to the best of Athena and Amber's memory and also backed by court records and other factual evidence. While all the stories in the podcast are true, some names and identifying details have been changed to protect the privacy of the people involved. Season 1, Episode 14, Love High One evening, while Brad and I were out with friends, one of his friends told some story regarding his recent crazy ex. This got everyone sharing stories about the crazy exes. Brad and I whispered to one another that no one could top Ben's crazy ass, and we laughed hysterically about it. That's when we both suddenly realized that Ben hadn't bothered us in almost a month. I knew we should be happy about it, but Brad and I knew that if Ben was quiet for even just a few weeks, something was a-brewing. Sure enough, the following morning, I woke up to a screenshot sent to me from my girlfriend asking me if I was thrilled that Ben had a serious girlfriend. I didn't know whether I should feel happy or sad for this poor woman. I decided to text him later that day and let him know that I was aware of his girlfriend. I honestly would never have even thought to say a word if it wasn't for the fact that he constantly tortured me regarding Brad. Month after month of Ben's verbal abuse about me being in relationship, and there he was in a full-on serious and committed relationship himself? Asshole. I send Ben the text and let him know that I found it very interesting that he did not disclose that he was in a serious relationship with a woman who my daughter had obviously been spending a lot of time with. Of course, Ben denies having a girlfriend, so I send him the screenshot that my girlfriend had sent me. I also let Ben know that I am thrilled that he met someone and that he doesn't need to lie about it. His response was, okay, whatever you say, Athena. My response was a shit ton of happy face emojis. Was I finally rid of Ben? I hope so. But I think he was yeah. definitely, you were the focus. So I don't, I don't feel like winning me back was like the forefront in his mind. I think it was definitely sabotaging my relationships so that um, maybe- I think he was vengeful, honestly. Maybe was a back I don't know. Like, I feel like he, um, even if anything, at a minimum, just to know that he could have you if he wanted you, even if he was with me, I feel like he kind of wanted to know. I remember going to the, the gymnastics meet and I don't even remember what I was wearing, but I remember he was like, made a point to say, well done. You look really good. Like that's going to make her jealous. And I'm like, how odd. <laughs> it was like a high five, like right on. You look good. She's probably so fucking jealous right now. And I'm like, Really? Oh, so he like did, we're so engaged. He, yeah. Like, why are you trying to make your ex-wife jealous? Yeah, that you know makes I mean? sense. It's that. It's that. that was a very weird odd comment. Insecurity and pride he has since maybe I physically ended it and moved on. Yeah, and you had started dating a tall, good-looking, successful guy. So I think he wanted to also be like, "Well, look, I got something too." Like, it's just ego. Maybe we're yeah. all like that a little bit. Like, yeah, I can't say like, but he's above and beyond. It was winter and the holidays were fast approaching. I was definitely still on a love high from the last couple of weeks. It's strange because I felt like I had known Ben forever. 
He fit right in with me and Kelly, and he would help us put the final decorating touches on our new apartment to make it feel cozy, although we'd secretly giggle when he wasn't looking. This was because every time he would hang a picture, it would literally be two inches from the ceiling, and we would have to basically rehang it after he left. Tall man problems, I guess, but it was really sweet and even a little endearing. We decided to throw a Christmas party, and it would be the first time I would introduce Ben to all my friends and family. Of course, this meant we needed a Christmas tree. I've never actually gone to a tree farm before, but for some reason, we thought it was a must. We loaded into my trusty little Xterra, and off we went. The day's events were probably the first sign he wasn't one of those, you know, handy guys. It felt like forever before he finished securing the tree to the roof of my car. Quite honestly, I was scared shitless that it would actually fall off as soon as we put the car into drive. But we managed to make it back to our apartment in one piece. Once again, we waited patiently as Ben struggled to get the tree in the stand. It was so crooked that we ended up having to just lean it up against the wall. I wonder if he even noticed how bad it really was. Regardless, Kelly and I were desperately trying not to laugh. The tree looked absolutely ridiculous. I help you, you know, carry your tree out to your car. And I'm like, oh, no, I got beefcake over here. He'll carry it. <laughs> Whatever. Beefcake's got this. So he's like <laughs> carrying the tree. He plops it up on top. And then I don't think he had a freaking clue what he was doing. It took forever. It was so cold. We're just standing out there. It felt like an hour as he's oh roping it and roping it. And it's like rope everywhere. And, and she's like, does he know what he's doing? You have to get on the freeway. The fucking tree is going to go flying off the top of my car. I know it. So I'm going yeah. so slow. I'm driving like a grandma and I don't want to offend him, but I'm like, if I go any faster, it's going to let loose and, and harm smart. somebody is going to go flying off yeah. the or whatever. He couldn't figure out how to get it straight in a tree stand nope. and tighten it? No. He was wow. tightening it and tightening it and he tightened it so tight because he's so beefcakey that the holes were like so deep into the poor tree trunk. And the tree oh is just... Oh, my god! It was brutal. The poor I tree. I knew that he didn't have to screw it into the tree. And we are just sitting there with our arms crossed, <laughs> oh, yeah. like, watching him, and we come back. Clearly, he's never done this nope, before. Nope, never, ever. The party was just a week away, and we were giddy with excitement. All of our closest friends were invited, and Kelly even invited some guys she met on Tinder for a little added spice to the evening. The house was decked out in Christmas festivities and appetizers were neatly arranged on the table and a variety of alcoholic beverages were ready to go. I hopped in the shower and began the process of getting ready and about an hour later, I stepped out in my new teal blue lace dress feeling like a new woman. Of course, Ben oohed and awed at me as I twirled in the living room. He definitely had a way of making you feel like the most incredible woman and beautiful woman, I should say, in the world. When you first described Ben to me, you were honestly a little bit embarrassed about being or dating him or being attracted to him because he's not your type physically. He was kind of like muscly and, you know, kind of like a meathead a little bit. And I think that you you talked about him in a way where you were like, okay, so this is what he looks like. I'll send you a picture, but he's this, this, and this. 
So it was, you were justifying right from the beginning, you were justifying who he was, that he was so nice and attentive and kind, and he made you feel so great, but you weren't necessarily attracted to him physically yet. Yeah. But he kept, he kept like, he kept pursuing you. So it was like you couldn't, you were having a hard time saying, not saying no, but like giving it up or like running away from that because he was, he was making this huge effort and you really hadn't had that before. No. And I knew it was going to be a big gossipy thing because I didn't really post anyone that I liked on social media and social media was a thing by that time. It was Facebook, it was MySpace prior to that. And I was really quiet because I always knew that the guys I liked were not good people they weren't they just weren't solid so I didn't really shout to the world like here's my love interest yay and I didn't express that so but I knew if I started dating him I needed to like get over that everyone's gonna be talking about it like oh god she waited this long and that's who she picked and and I right. just it I didn't want to be a part of gossip and I just knew it was coming and I'm like but he makes me feel so good and he was such a good guy and so I had to like mm-hmm. I don't know explain it to everybody. Yeah, you were you were always very concerned. You always gave too many fucks about other people talking. And I can relate to that. I, you know, we we both share this like perfection complex like god forbid somebody talk about me or say something bad or think of me in a way that's like not perfect essentially or having it together or like this way or that way and Yeah, you, at that point, you gave way too many fucks. As we were waiting for everybody to get there, Ben hopped in the shower to get ready. Wow, that man took so long in the bathroom. What could he possibly be doing? Well, I learned years later that he did all of his finest con artist cheating and other fucked up sociopathic things behind my back in the bathroom. On this night, I simply had no clue, though. People were starting to arrive and he still wasn't out. And finally, when he emerged, he looked nice and was wearing a crisp white shirt and a black vest and jeans. But then I noticed his shoes. Oh my God, what the fuck are those? He had on bright red Converse that on a size 13 foot pretty much looked like Ronald McDonald feet. I try not to show the shock on my face, but holy hell, those were awful. Hopefully nobody would notice. I want to be honest, but it's embarrassing. I feel bad, but I literally, I mean, I'm just going to say it. He, he walked out of the bathroom and I am not even kidding. I almost gasped and fell over. It was like all I could do to maintain composure. I think I was pretty intoxicated. If I remember right, I had drank a lot of wine before he even came out of the bathroom. And I just remember kind of looking at Gabe and and him looking away from me because he could tell I was like shocked. I was absolutely, I can't even really express how shocked I was because he was nothing like any of the other guys that you had ever talked about, been attracted to. He was in fact the exact description of what you always said you were not attracted to. I can remember you telling me so many times, I don't like big, buff, beefy muscle heads at all. I like more slender, athletic types. And he walks out of the door 
and he is a huge, beefy, buff, muscular. He looked like a huge bodybuilder. And on top of that, all of his clothes were skin tight, so you could see <laughs> how bodybuilder he was. And he was wearing silly shoes. <laughs> Ronald McDonald shoes. Ronald McDonald shoes. And I remember thinking, oh, oh my God. God, my sister was like a fashion merchandising or fashion. She, you've always been about fashion. And I thought, I think your degree was some sort of fashion merchandising or yeah, something. Yeah, I had a minor. In At least for that. a while, that's what you were mm -hmm. headed in that direction, the fashion direction. And he, he was wearing those silly shoes with a silly tight outfit. And then he was muscular, and he was like nothing that I would have expected. It seemed to be going well, and everybody was having a good time. Poor Ben was getting stared at by all my friends. I know they were just being protective of me, but they all wanted to make sure he was a good guy before giving me their blessing. He took it all in stride, though. Him and his friends were chit-chatting with all of our guests, and every once in a while he'd gaze over at me and give me a wink. And when I approached him, he'd point out how beautiful I was to whomever he was speaking to. All in all, the night was a success and the first meeting went well. I didn't want to give him a second chance mm -hmm. um, because I was like, I'm just not physically attracted. It was the emotional attraction mm -hmm. that is what got me. And so, I know that that's what we had been telling you. Amber, you have to get over yeah. just being about physical attraction and appearance. You have to get to know somebody for more. <laughs> so boy, did you do that. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's not, it's certainly, he's not an ugly guy. We no, just feel no, like he's no, ugly no. now because he's his, who he is and the actions make him ugly. He's certainly not an ugly guy. It's just a different type of guy right that i was attracted yeah, to that totally he wasn't so, ugly he was just not what we were used to you being attracted to yeah. i mean i have to say in fact i have never really had a bad interaction with him he has always been incredibly nice kind thoughtful he talked about his daughter a lot um he was very appropriate that night he i didn't get any bad vibes from him in regards to his personality i mean he like i said he was nice he was attentive to you he talked about his daughter just normal stuff for a first meeting so i had a good impression of him just based on the conversations that we had it was more the physical appearance that blew me off my seat <laughs> The next morning, I woke up while Ben was still sleeping, and I saw that his friend Matt was cleaning up our kitchen. It was really sweet, I thought to myself, and I didn't know him well, but he seemed like a really good person. We chit-chatted a bit as we made coffee, and I'm not sure how this subject came up, but he told me that the first weekend Ben came to visit me in Portland, that his friends believed that Ben stole several hundred dollars from them that Friday night. What? I wasn't really sure how to take this. It didn't really seem like something Ben would actually do. He assured me over and over how financially stable he was, and I believed him. Clearly, this should have been a red flag, but I gave Ben the benefit of the doubt, and eventually I brought the topic up with him, and he just brushed it off really quickly and said that those guys were jealous of him and that he had lots of money and that there really wouldn't be any reason he would ever need to steal. 
After the Christmas party, we were an official couple. And so what else do you do but post a new profile pic on Facebook? Yep, I made the big announcement. I reveled in all the well-wishers telling us how beautiful and happy we looked together. We were definitely on an uphill streak and it only seemed to be getting better and better. The following week, I headed to Seattle and Ben took me to a party at his friend Lacey's apartment building. I wore a form-fitting red dress with a little black leather jacket and little black heels. Simple but sexy. But as soon as we walked in, I immediately felt all eyes on us. And quite honestly, I'm not sure in the best way. Scanning across the room, I could tell every woman there was sizing me up. I didn't expect this and all of a sudden I felt incredibly self-conscious. Now, at this point, I'm not really sure that it wasn't me judging them just as much as they were judging me. And it got me thinking as I was interviewing my friend Shayna about how we judge each other and how when we first met, we also made some assumptions. So I thought it would be a good time to put that clip in here. I think that you are somebody who has a shell of perfection on the outside, but on the inside, you are this adventurous, huge-hearted, really smart, really clever person who thinks a lot and cares a lot about what other people think about you, and you shouldn't. We met at Delta Gamma. We were sophomores. Were we sophomores? Yes, we were sophomores, and we were roommates, and we had never met. And so I'm driving to school thinking I'm going to get there early. I'm going to get in the room first and get like the closet that I want. Cause it was like four closets against the wall and two were obviously in the middle. And then there were the, the walls and there was like the room, oh, the room older girl who already had her stake her claim at one corner. So I was like, I'm going to get there early. I'm going to get this corner closet. I'm going to get the corner desk, you know, blah, blah. So I walk in the room and Amber's in there. And she got the corner closet and she's this blonde, like hair's perfect, just perfect sorority girl. And I was not like that. I was kind of like gangly and a little bit awkward. And, and so I remember my first impression was like, oh God, who's this like prissy, perfect sorority girl I have to like be in a room with and she stole my closet. So, but we very quickly came to realize we had a lot in common. We were both really silly. And so I think that's a side of you that you don't show right away is a silliness and like a teeny bopper side that's fun and creative and adventurous. So and I will interject too, because when I turned around, I was like, I had just transferred from the Delta Gamma from Eugene. So I right. didn't know a soul at Oregon State. So I'm like, I hope people like me. So I'm like, I got myself all dolled up. <laughs> Everyone's friends. And Shana comes walking in in her overalls. 1990s. Oh, I was overalls? Yes. Oh, 1990s style. Popular. They were popular at the time. Yeah. Everyone had overalls, but you, no makeup, just very minimal. And Which I remember, started wearing overalls, by yes, the way. Yes, I did. That. I did. <laughs> And, but I remember turning around and seeing you and you kind of had a scowl on your face. I was like, oh no, she hates me already. <laughs> oh no, this is going to be bad. <laughs> and then we ended up loving each other, but that was my totally. first impression was like, oh no. 
Oh, no. Right, because I come across as like resting bitch face a little bit. Like I, I'm not super like warm and and cuddly cozy at first. You know, you gotta like earn it a little bit. But yeah, I think that everyone else, especially in our sorority, like okay, there's this thing where they want to like you and they do like you, but then part of them really doesn't want to like you because you do you do come across as like you have it all together. And you're absolutely stunning. This gorgeous blonde chick with like, you know, you got it going on. And it, and and sometimes it's intimidating. And sometimes it's like, well, F her because she's perfect. I mean, that's just the truth of it. The friends that were around were judgy. Sorry, everyone. But judgy, judgy, judgy. Yeah, you throw in a bunch <laughs> of women all together. It's just going to happen for sure. I grabbed Ben's hand for assurance. He guided me across the room and began introducing me to everybody, but the vibe was much different and I knew I needed a glass of wine ASAP. This was going to be a long night. Within the first half hour of being there, Ben pointed to a blonde Barbie lookalike woman and said that he used to date her. I found it really odd that he would even be telling me something like that and what was the purpose to make me jealous or appear that he was a wanted man. It didn't sit well with me. Then he pointed out to another woman and made an effort to say that that was a friend of his ex-wife, Athena. Really? I mean, it's not like I was uncomfortable enough as it was. So not only did I feel the judgy eyes from the girl he dated, but also from a friend of his ex-wife who would surely go back to her and tell her all about me. Awkward. He just grabs my hand and he acts like no big deal. And then he kind of fucking leaves me. Why would he take me to a party with unfriendly people, immediately kind of leave me and start being a social bug? And then immediately, as soon as we walk in and say, I dated this girl, so then that's weird. So I felt like, okay, like, so you dated that girl. Are you trying to make me jealous? Or like, how long that's ago did he, you date this girl? Mid- like, he started weird. breaking you down right there. Yeah. He started breaking and you down. And then tell right me there. that, so he hasn't filled me in on you very much at this point at all. And then tells me that you're very close friends. So I'm like, oh, great. So now she's going to go back to the ex-wife and talk about me or whatever at this party. And now I just feel like I'm being watched. Like my every move. And I just feel so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. It's terrible. There must not have been very many men or attractive men. There wasn't very many men at all. It was a lot of girls. Because it's just so weird. Like the way he would be, which I'm sure you you encountered later but you know how he is when there's a competition yeah no that's that's like right on their is like there wasn't any men it was like all girls it was all single girls it was like a girl attention the holidays came and went and we were still riding a wave of pure bliss and happiness i had absolutely no idea what to get him for christmas I mean, we had just met, so it couldn't be too sentimental, yet it couldn't be boring and generic either. He had expressed how important his daughter Sydney was to him, so I decided to get him an experience to share with her instead of just a physical object. Because memories last a lifetime, and that's truly what is important in life. In the gift box, I created everything they would need to go snow tubing that winter together. Hats, mittens, fleeces, and a handwritten note from me. I hadn't even met her yet, but I really hoped she liked it. We exchanged gifts the following weekend after Christmas. 
he gave me a beautiful diamond heart necklace. And as we were cuddling on the couch that evening, he told me that he got me something else, but that it was special ordered and hadn't arrived yet. Okay, what could that be? I thought to myself. I begged him to give me a hint, but he just wouldn't budge. And every day for the next week, I would ask him to tell me what it was. The answer was always no. He must have gotten absolutely sick of me whining every single day. So he finally caved and said that he would give me a hint every single day until I came to see him that weekend. On Monday, I received my first clue. Round. Mm, Okay, yep, no clue. What kind of hint was that, I thought. And then Tuesday, he texted me with the next clue. Halo. What the fuck? I had absolutely no idea, and these hints sucked. Wednesday's hint, worm. Really? Instead of working, I literally spent my days Googling worms and angels. Oh my God. We've only been dating a month. That's crazy. But you had an inkling. Well, he was he was giving you little hints. I thought, what's this big special thing he has to give you? You know, we did, I didn't know, but it, I thought this guy's moving off fast. That is one thing that worried me. You know, there was a little red flag there because out of state, you didn't really know him. You didn't know anybody who knew him. But he said all the right things, did all the right things, and but it was moving so fast. And I thought, how can you be in love with somebody that fast? I mean, I think he was professing his love for you pretty quick. All I could think of is that he was trying to throw me off or something because these so-called hints were not adding up to anything. But Thursday was the day, the big day where I had an epiphany and figured it out. And I was so proud of myself. The last and final hint was where the cowboys are. He got me a watch. Yep, it's a watch. It all made sense to me now. Round was referring to the face of a watch. Angels wear halos, which also are round and gold, much like a watch. Worms is synonymous with a chain link band. And you would think where the cowboys live would totally throw me off the trail, but it didn't. I can figure out just about anything, so ready for it? Cowboys live in Texas, and according to Google, it just so happens to be where the headquarters to the famous watch brand Fossil is located. Boom! There you have it. I solved the puzzle. So much for surprises, but I was relishing in my victory. But I didn't tell Ben I knew what he got me. The next day was Friday and it was my turn to drive to Seattle for the weekend. These days were always exhausting after putting in an eight hour day and then fighting rush hour traffic before finally arriving in Seattle four hours later. Nevertheless, I made it. Ben had a ritual of working out and showering before my arrival and I would text him as I was getting to the 520 to give him a heads up. For some reason, I was especially tired this night and I really didn't feel like going out. I was hoping to just do a little Netflix and chill, but Ben coerced me into going out for just a little bit. Since he lived within walking distance to downtown Bellevue, we had our usual places we would go. One of them was Lucky Strike, which is a bowling alley slash arcade with a bar and dance club in it. I would usually kick his ass in skee-ball and then he would do the same to me playing hoops or air hockey. 
Nothing seemed to be out of the normal until I asked to get another drink. Of course, downing a couple of Red Bull Vodkas seemed perfectly fine to me, and in my eyes, it would be the only way I could wake myself up. Normally, Ben would have no problem and order himself a drink too, but this time he kept trying to talk me out of it. He walked me over to an empty table and we sat down. Well, now seemed as good a time as any to tell him that I figured it all out. So, I figured it out what you got me, I boasted. He looked completely shocked. Oh, really? Yep, I said. He replied, and? Duh, it's a watch. And without thinking, I arrogantly pushed my wrist at him and told him to put it on me. As I waited, he reached into his brown leather jacket and out came a little box, much like the ones engagement rings come in. My eyes got huge and I just thought, oh my God, is he going to do this? I kind of ruined it. I think he was kind of like, oh, this is not going the right way. And then I just, at the same time I said, a watch, I was like, put it on. <laughs> and I shoved my wrist at him, like, put it on me. Pull, he like opens his coat and he grabs a box. And then that's when I was like, oh my God, are you, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then he didn't even say anything. He just shoves it at me. I know. He, didn't even, he did not even say, will you marry me? He just, No speech, no nothing. romance, nothing. No. I wasn't like excited. I wasn't, I just wasn't anything. I just remember feeling like, oh, is this happening? Buzzed, Is this happening? And, oh God, yeah. like, what am I going to tell my family? Oh, they're going to die. I don't know about this. Like, it's a little soon. So then, so soon. then does he say the words? Yeah, then he said the words. He opened the box and without saying anything, he just shoved it at me. My mouth was on the ground at this point. We both just stared at each other for a couple seconds before I finally blurted out, well, are you going to ask me or what? He laughed and asked me to marry him. It was all a blur, but I said yes and we kissed and held each other for what seemed like forever. I'm not really even sure if people were standing around watching this all go down, but it was definitely a memorable evening. One that I will never forget. After my engagement, here is what my friends and family had to say. You hadn't found somebody like that. So I think it totally, you know, made you really happy. You felt, you know, secure that you found somebody that really was going to go the distance. And, you know, so we were on board. I, that definitely was a shock. I didn't, definitely didn't expect that to happen so quickly. I wasn't real happy about that. I thought this is way too fast. Um, but at the same time, you know, mom made a good point. She said, look, when you meet somebody when you're older, you know what you want at that point in life. And you don't necessarily always need as much time as you do when you're younger. Um, so she kind of made me feel a little bit better about it. They know what they want. And it doesn't mean that they're gonna, just because they're getting engaged doesn't mean that they're gonna actually get married right away. He proposed in a public place where it's very difficult to say no. So looking back, you know, when we all say hindsight is twenty twenty, like high red flag right there of doing it in a 
grand gesture in a public place where you can't really reject somebody. During that time, I had, in 2013, had broken up with somebody of 10 years, and I got back together with my husband now. So I understood the whirlwind fast moving, but this is somebody that I had known for a long time. But I felt like, well, I, I can't judge what you're doing, because I'm in a similar situation where I moved very quickly with somebody. Um, so I think I was probably more lenient. Um, because maybe it gave me some sort of permission that what I did was okay because you were doing the same thing and I mean maybe I because of what I did I gave you weird permission like well Shana did it and she's she's smart like she she knows what's right? up like do you do I don't it, know I maybe do it. we're going together because I I knew people would be like yeah right how much who's making bets on how long this is gonna last did you feel like right. that way with your relationship and it's like fuck Absolutely. you I'm still married to this day assholes but I just was like hey, let me have this. Can I just have this? Like, I've been through hell and back, and it is fast, but throw me a bone. Like, say congratulations, I'm happy for you. But um, yeah. I either was met with no response from half my friends or my parents going, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah. No, I, I remember, and I was just trying to be supportive to you. Um, it did feel fast. But you have always been somebody who jumps into things headfirst. Um, and that's one of the things that I adore about you is that you go for it, you know? Um, this was something that was unexpected for sure. Um, but he, the way you spoke about Ben was very, very caring and very lovely. And, you know, he, he had a kid and that felt a little bit more settled and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I at first I was just supportive and kind of, you know, I was happy for you. Unfortunately, my love high didn't get to last very long because within a couple of weeks of Ben's proposal, I received a Facebook message from that same friend, Matt, who told me about the money they, they thought Ben stole. This time was something different. The note said something along the lines of, I'm so sorry to have to write you this, but there's something that you need to know. I heard that you and Ben got engaged recently, and my good friend who lives in Seattle recently saw him on Match.com, and he's been active on there and recently even updated his profile pic. Oh my God, my heart sank. And now, your red flag, not so fun fact. In the podcast, Navigating Narcissism, leading expert Dr. Romani talks to the Tindler Swindler's Eileen Charlotte about her experience. She describes how narcissistic people are so skilled at taking bizarre and shady stuff and putting it together into what feels like a plausible narrative. And when you care about someone, we make the pieces fit. We saw a perfect example of this with the rape story Ben told Amber in the last episode. Now, in this episode, we are seeing love bombing at its finest. Narcissists are notorious for moving very fast in a relationship. A six-week engagement definitely fits the bill. And to someone who has never felt loved by a man, can you see how easy it might be to get sucked in? 
next time on Ex-Wives Undercover. It's like adrenaline rush, right? It's always that I think you need to know something. We took pictures that night, which happened to be a great updated profile picture for his match.com profile. I mean, I just got engaged. Why would I even be on anything anymore? But, like, but I, that I took my, should have known that you know people. I didn't know I was dealing with a sociopath or any kind no. of personality disorder. I had no idea. And once again, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review and make sure to join our private Facebook group for even more juicy info. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, you can always visit our site at www.xwivesundercover.com.